0: Well, welcome to this edition of Sean and Dee's Good Tape. Obviously, a medley of Van Halen songs to start off the show. Um, I don't think we could do anything different this week besides a kind of a tribute and a look back at the life and career of the band Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen, who passed away earlier this week. How you doing, Dee?
1: Melancholy out of This is, yeah, yeah, this was shocking. This wasn't the show we expected to do, but it seems appropriate considering your fandom and the impact he's had on bands that we have talked about in the last 16 episodes.
0: Yeah, and when I was when I was thinking about how we were gonna start this show, I was I was like, what song should I use for our show intro today? And and you can't. <laughs> he was such a such a talented musician. Not and and I don't want to just say guitar player because he wasn't just a guitar player. He was a talented overall musician. And those those songs that was that was Pound Cake, fifty one fifty, ain't talking about love. And then the last song was probably a lesser known song, but but uh, very well known in the Van Halen community, which is Mean Street, which actually I think has one of his better um guitar solos at the beginning of a song that that he ever did. So that was off of the album Fair Warning.
1: I wasn't familiar with that one. I was going to ask you what one that was. And god, you forget about Punk. I I forget about Punk. You're a much bigger fan of Ben uh, than him. I. am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've come the last several years uh and 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 especially several months through the show I uh, have become I appreciate them a, a lot more than I did. And I always knew they were great. He was a talented and amazing musician. Uh but but yeah, when something like this happens, when you reflect back on it and you see that everybody in the world is doing the same thing too, with their, their albums charting again for the first time in years.
0: They said their, their downloads are, and everything was up like, uh, like 7,000%. Yeah. Or 70, something like yeah that. I was going to say 6,500%. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that, that always tends to happen when, uh, when somebody passes away that was famous, you know, long ago, because if you, if you really think about it, Van Halen has not been what you would deem relevant for, I mean, they haven't gone on tour for five years and, and that tour wasn't necessarily lighting the world on fire. I think the last time that people really felt like Van Halen was in the mainstream, Man, I, I don't even know. I, I t- 2012 was the last time they released an album and they got a lot of a lot of um, you know, publicity around that. So I'm going to say I'm going to say it's been at least 8 years since they were like highly relevant in society with like a new album and new music and stuff like that. But even at that point, I think we would both agree, you know, they weren't being played on the radio with their new music all that much. You'd still hear the old stuff.
1: Well, and it's a lot like the the, the legacy bands and, and 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 Pearl Jam's kind of up there now too in in that sense where they're uh you know they were still putting out music but but people still craved the classic stuff or like the Rolling Stones is another great example. Like like uh they still put out music but mm-hmm. everybody goes back to the classic stuff with them.
0: Yeah. And and it's kind of um it's kind of sad because some of the new music's good from these bands. I'm not, I'm not saying about Van Halen particularly, oh. but, but you know, the music's decent and you would think that, Oh, well, let's hear something fresh on the radio. But ultimately, even when you go to concerts, when a band puts out a new album now, you just want to hear them play the old stuff really. <laughs> so it's, so it's the, kind of it's funny. The bird.
1: Yeah. It's the free slash yeah. Euro trash girl sort of thing.
0: Yeah. But getting back to uh, getting back to Eddie Van Halen. Yep. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how his life ended, um, in in a lot of people's minds, it was rather abruptly, but it actually wasn't. I mean, he was diagnosed with tongue cancer back in two thousand one, which is nineteen years ago. And uh, you know, the interesting thing about that was is he. You know, a lot of people would say, well, it's because you you smoked so much. And I mean, he was a known chain smoker, you know, or that you drank so much and, and all of this different stuff, but ultimately he always said that it was because of the metal picks that he used that he'd put them in his mouth to hold them, and he always believed that the metal picks gave him the tongue cancer, which then apparently about 10 years ago morphed into throat cancer, which is even that much more worse, you know, um,
1: that's ultimately what took his life, and, and yeah. it
0: was what took his life because it spread to all of his organs apparently. And apparently he went, uh, you know, after a long arduous battle, the last week or so had gotten tremendously worse. And, you know, Van Halen known for their, um, their riffs, I guess, you know, obviously David Lee Roth left the band in 1985 under bad circumstances. You know, they didn't get along with him for 20 years. Sammy Hagar was in the band for 10 or 11 years, and then he left the band under bad circumstances. They got back together for a little while after the Gary Cherone era. And, uh, and you know, we saw them Fair. on tour in 2004 Yeah, yeah. album, whatever, but we saw them on tour in 2004. And then that was it for the Sammy, the Sammy time, because they didn't get along anymore. Roth came back you know, he was with the band for a couple of tours and then they haven't done anything for uh, for five years. But um, but yeah, it's uh, they're known for known for all of that uh, drama around the band. But then in the end, the first thing that I could think of when I heard that Eddie died the other day, where did they leave things? Because for some reason it bothered me and, I, and you and I texted about this a little bit, but it bothered me. Did they leave things on bad terms and then come to find out they did not, which was which was awesome.
1: And you're referring to Sammy Hagar. I'm hashtag.
0: referring to all of them: well, <laughs> Michael Anthony, well, Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth. It sounds like all of them were on good. Well, not not Sammy and Dave together, but but yeah, I mean they yes. were all on good terms with Eddie by the time Eddie passed away, which was cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that was that was heartening to see, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And again, both eras. I, I I'm using both instead of adding the third one. Yeah, the third era.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but both eras of a. Uh, van halen are iconic i i mean and and we talked briefly before the show before we realized we're talking about stuff we should talk about on the show <laughs> uh, that's usual there's a uh there were two different completely different bands with david lee roth and sammy hagar mm-hmm. and and you know there was always the argument like you know there was roth hagar fans, or roth halen fans and van hagar fans and you know most of them could agree but there was people that were like infirmly entrenched in one side or the other Mm -hmm. Uh, you know they went from this party band you know this 80s late 70s 80s party band to a much more mature sound and and eddie's guitar is the one thing that that kept all of it running all of it running i mean roth and hagar and themselves are are legendary but neither one of them was the singular sound of the band it was Uh, absolutely
0: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny when you think about that debate, you know, between the between the two eras. And and for me, it was never about, you know, I mean, I obviously like Sammy Hagar Van Halen a little better than the Roth Van Halen, but I like the Roth Van Halen. I think that's really awesome music. It does sound totally different, but they're both great in their own ways. But for me, for me, when somebody would take take up that argument with me, oh, how can you like Sammy Hagar better, my counter would always be it's not necessarily that I say that he made better music all all around than the Roth era Van Halen. It was that if you take that band and you take it right now, um, you know, say this was a few years ago, who would be a better lead singer for the band? And that would be Sammy Hagar, because Sammy Hagar can still sing songs. Roth, if you see him in concert, his voice isn't the same as it used to be. The songs don't sound the same. There was a quote that I was reading the other day that actually made me laugh that, you know, you could tell even towards the end that it wasn't like Eddie and David Lee Roth loved each other. They just knew it was a really great business arrangement, you know, that they made money with. And Eddie even said, when somebody asked him, why don't you make new music? He said, well, three of us in this band want to make rock music. The other one wants to make dance music, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it also was a, uh, you know, you know, that, that sort of a thing. And, and I think they could have made better music if they made new music. Music with Sammy than they had the opportunity to with Dave over the last probably 15 or 20 years but that, so, and, that and, go ahead and,
1: and and as we've talked about you know you know the most of our shows the normal playlist shows you know Pearl Jam and Sammy Hagar and and the uh, newer Sammy Sammy songs you know that that have we've you've introduced me to uh you know are, it's still really good music and mm-hmm. it could have been even, I, not that Sammy or Vic Johnson is, isn't is a great, did I say that right, Vic Johnson? Yeah, Vic Johnson, yeah,
0: you're right, yeah.
1: Uh, not that they're not amazing guitar players in their own right, but they're they're not Eddie Van Halen. No. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but who yeah. is? I mean, you know, you think about it, there's only a handful of people that have ever existed on this earth that you can say could play the guitar maybe as well, and it's subjective at that point, you know, as Eddie Van Halen, because his sound, I think, and, and I've seen this a lot this week, and it's totally true it sounds so different than anybody else's. He doesn't just play the guitar. He like does weird things with the guitar to make it, to make it make different sounds than other people know how to make things make different sounds like that. You know, it, it's just such unique. You can hear a song and know that that's Eddie Van Halen playing on that song.
1: And that's, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the only other two people I can think of or three people. I'm sorry that I can think of like that in popular music. I mean, of course there's great guitarists, uh, uh, but, uh, but, but, you know there's jimmy hendrix there's eric clapton there's uh shit, i lost the last one well eddie van halen jimmy page was, maybe oh, jimmy page that's that's yeah. it that's who i was stevie,
0: to stevie ray yeah. vaughn you could probably put in there
1: oh well mm-hmm. yeah good lord but yeah. but different sound eddie, though. <laughs> eddie, exactly <laughs> eddie van halen was unique he wasn't like he wasn't a Jimi Hendrix clone. He wasn't a Clapton clone. He wasn't a Page clone. He wasn't a Stevie Ray Vaughan clone. He was unique.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 like in, in the opening, that pound cake thing with the, the fucking drill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, remember when that happened? Like, we were just like, holy shit, watching that video for the yeah. first time on MTV. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's fucking
0: crazy. He's using a drill to play the guitar.
1: <laughs> yes, and it sounds fucking awesome. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. Do you remember when we saw them in 04, What happened with that part of the show?
1: I don't he recall.
0: was he was sitting there and he was trying to trying to get the drill to torque on the guitar and for whatever reason it wasn't working uh, right and he took the drill true. and put it up to his head like you know that's like right the mo- and, he, and then, that. then he threw the drill across the stage and it's like whoa, yeah. what just happened yeah. you could tell he was completely pissed off by it but
1: I forgot about that I do remember that now. that was pretty fucking fun yeah,
0: yeah yeah so that was yeah. that was um, you know looking back at that 04 tour and for people who don't know my fandom my of course this happened to me I, I I started getting into Van Halen in like 94, 95, and then they broke up in 96, so I never got to see them in concert, um, which was a real bummer to me. And then I I wouldn't go to the Sharon tour. The tickets were really cheap, but I I just wouldn't do it out of spite, which I kind of regret now because Sharon actually, even though that Van Halen 3 album isn't very good, when he was in concert, he would play both eras. You know, he would sing Sammy songs. He'd sing Dave songs to so where Sammy was. And he's always,
1: got a good voice.
0: He does. Yeah. Where Sammy yeah. was always a little bit more reluctant to sing the Dave songs because he wanted to be. He just wanted to focus on his era, which I kind of get. But so there was you'd hear jump. You'd hear Panama. Maybe ain't talking about love. And you really got me now. And that's it. You know, you wouldn't hear anything else where Sharon would sing both. And the the thing, the real kicker for me is the opener for that act when I I had the chance to go see him in '98 was Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And I'm like, why didn't I go see that show? That would have been an amazing show with Kenny Wayne Shepherd opening for Van Halen. would have been I saw awesome.
1: Kenny, and and we and we've talked about that the Van Halen show before and, and your fandom mm-hmm. several times on the podcast. But of course, not everybody listens to every episode. So yeah. but but Kenny Wayne Shepherd, I saw them open for Jimmy Page and the Black Crows. And yeah, you you missed the hell of a show. He's awesome. Uh, yeah. With that being said, that two thousand four show, uh, you know, and we've told the story on the podcast before, before too, is you bought tickets to both nights in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. Yeah. And Amanda went with you night one and she just couldn't do it for night two. So I was the beneficiary of that, <laughs> along with a lot of other Sammy Hagar tickets that, that yeah. i got to, you know, shows that I got to go see. Yeah. But uh but that was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. And, and to know that we got to see Eddie Van Halen live in concert, fucking shred! He was so good. Well, so the, fir- good.
0: the first night of the show, the night that Amanda went with me, I bought like we we were in like the twentieth row, I think. You and I were the second night, but the first night I bought primo tickets. I spent a lot of money on the first night's tickets. I
1: remember when they when when they announced that and you bought the you know, for both nights and you're like, I just spent a shit ton of money. I did, but, money but it, it was worth it. it. I mean,
0: I, mean I, I think now it was even more worth it, you know, after knowing that, you know, he passed away the other day and that they never reunited again, then it would have been, you know, than I would have thought this a week ago. But, but that first night I bought, like, I think it was like $400 total and you got to, you got to be in the first 10 rows. You know, that was that was the whole thing. And you got a gift bag of all this, all this stuff. And, you know, it was it was really cool. But when we got there, we were in the sixth row right in front of Eddie. You know, Eddie was oh. right in front of us. We were on his side. And and, you know, we we listened to um, who is the opener. Um, uh, China. Yeah, I was gonna say we make fun of them all the time. But but, you know, we sit there and listen to that. And I'm like, gosh, I just want this to get over because I really want the band to come out. And, and they started, they started with jump and the way that Sammy would always start those, start those concerts was he'd go, hello, baby, really loud. And then the lights would start and then the guitar would start and it would just, it would just start going nuts. I was so overwhelmed by being that close to the stage for that concert. It was, it was seriously one of the, even just the first five minutes of the show was one of the greatest concert experiences of my life because it was just so awesome to be right in front of Eddie Van Halen and there's Sammy and Michael Anthony's on the other side and Alex Van Halen up on the drums. Was never,
1: awesome. never thought this was. Happening. I'm getting goosebumps listening to you oh, tell yeah. the story. Even though I've heard the story yeah. several times, but but in this instance, yeah, like yeah, you never thought you would get to see that. Like like you like we've talked about. Like you started loving this band, and then they broke up. Like you know, a year later.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like you yeah. like you never had the opportunity. Yeah. And and it yeah. always makes me think about like, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, I've seen Pearl Jam a handful of times. Uh, you know, like like. like that would be fucked up you know to get into a band super into a band and 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 just not have the opportunity to to do that yeah and you didn't you also didn't they do a tour where it was Sammy and Dave
0: oh yeah that was 2002 the Sam, the Sam and Dave tour, the Sands Halen tour is what they called it. Right. Um, did, you, did you get to go see that? I did. Yeah. Down in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was a, it was fun, but that also was what led me to my, uh, to my Roth can't sing anymore. Cause he was not good that night. You know, he just, he just, I remember you
1: bitching about that. Yeah. uh, And,
0: and it was funny because Sammy closed. I mean, cause you ain't going to let Roth close in St. Louis, not with Sammy. You know, that's, that's the one town that the other way is just not going to work. And, uh, and Sammy just blew him off the stage, you know, and, and, uh, it was, it, was a, it was a cool show, though, to see both of them. But then, you know, two years later was the, was the Van Halen thing. I will say this about Roth, though, because I'm kind of crapping on his current state of being able to sing. I saw him in February open for Kiss at the Civic Center. He was the opening act because that, oh, was, sure. that was right after um, he said, well, Van Halen's not going to tour anymore. I don't think Ed can answer the bell again. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? You know, now we know what he was talking about. um, because he was a lot more sick than, than people thought. But, uh, but, uh, anyway, he was awesome. And I don't know if it was because me and the group of guys that I went with had sat at a local establishment all afternoon. And then I saw it and I'm like, man, this is great. You know, but his backing band was good. He sounded really good. And I was like, okay, now my opinions changed on his ability to still sing because he was really good at the civic center here in Peoria in February.
1: And it's also possibly, you know, possibly, you know, like the, the, the best of both worlds. Was that the the album that came out that mm-hmm. had the like the greatest hits for both yeah. of them? Uh it's also possible that there was some, you know, competition and and he just didn't have it that night. Maybe. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And and saying, you know, David Lee Raw is an incredible entertainment entertainer. Uh uh I, I saw something today uh where they were talking about uh Eddie Van Halen, you know, going through uh you know racism you know uh mm-hmm. not not to the extent you know of things going on in the world today but but he was there was in the netherlands or wherever denmark or where they're from uh and, and eddie van H- or david lee roth which is an amazing show uh uh i i talked about uh, wtf with mark Marin. i think i've brought that up on the show before mm-hmm. talking about yeah. artists yeah. but the, last year that he did one with uh david lee roth and and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, he, David Lee Roth just took it over. <laughs> like like Mark Merritt had, had maybe, you know, could interject every once in a while. And he's an incredible interviewer that he likes to talk himself. But, but yeah, you should go back and listen to it. I they will. talk about it. Well, and all
0: that stuff let's, not, let's not forget about Roth, his entertainment value. It, if you recall, Roth took Howard Stern's place when Howard Stern left regular radio. It didn't last long. But I mean, that's how much he is thought of as an entertainer that he could actually take the place of, of Howard Stern, which, you know, I mean, I'm not somebody who listens to Howard regularly, but you understand his place in the, in the, uh, entertainment world at that time in like 2000, 2001, whenever that was of where he was at and what a big deal it is to replace Howard Stern at that time.
1: Yeah. That's an excellent point. And, and Jesus Christ, those videos, those early videos, uh, uh, Van Halen's, you know, bringing it back to the band, it He was him and Eddie Van Halen were made for that fucking channel, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like the hot for teacher, which is, you know, oh my gosh, the, the videos were just incredible. So
0: MTV classic. Um, I I don't know if you've ever watched, but there's a station MTV classic that shows classic videos all the time, you know, and like
1: 24 hours a day.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, remember when
1: MTV two came out and that was what that was supposed to be was it was going to just play videos. I don't And then it. No, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but no, um, so of course they immediately just started looping all the Van Halen videos. So of course yeah. I left it on for an entire night, you know, cause you know, on, on uh Tuesday night and, um, the hot for teacher video came on and played for a minute and I had to change it because Elliot was like, well, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? I'm like, okay, we're that done was, with this.
1: <laughs> that was the, that was a song that was playing on the playlist, uh, right before, uh, you sent the link to this, uh, and the line, uh, I've got my pencil, give me something to write on. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a brilliant line or fucking line. It's so dumb.
0: It's a good point that you say that too, because because there's a lot of songs, Van Halen songs, Sammy songs too. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna leave him out of it that the lyrics are kinda like, hmm. You know, that's kinda of, that's kind of suspect or bad. I don't you know. I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. But but you know, you know, I was reading a lot of stuff and Eddie didn't care about the lyrics. Eddie cared about the music. Oh. He didn't give a shit oh. what they wrote until until the after the balance album. That's when he started caring about the lyrics, and that's when him and Sammy started butting heads and Sammy left the band. You know, so it's it's like uh, for years he just cared about what does the music sound like and how you know, all of this kind of stuff. And you write whatever you want to write for the actual songs. He said he he claimed he didn't even know the words to most of their songs. <laughs> which is kind of interesting. So funny story here, and I know we have not gotten into any songs yet, which we which we will, but I knew this how the show would go, and that's why I didn't want to plan out the well, songs. And,
1: and and that's the beautiful thing about this is uh uh like no, this is us bullshitting talking yeah. about this. Like we haven't actually physically talked about this until right now, which is right now. Right now, which is a yeah. uh, uh which is fun. That's what I love about doing this fucking show.
0: So, um, you know, I've obviously know a lot of, uh, rock radio guys from the eighties because of working in radio for, for a number of years. And, and Van Halen played here several times in the eighties, um, on their, I believe they played here at least twice in like 1980 or 81. And then again in 1984, and then again in 1988 with Sammy. So they, they'd been here. So our friend Josh actually went to the right here or not right here, right here, right here, right, here, right now to her, our friends, Josh and Tony actually went to that show at the Peoria. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Cool. I yeah. About that
1: that uh, was right about the time I moved down to Franklin. So in
0: 1988, and this kind of shows Eddie Van Halen's personality a little bit, but uh, a guy I know in radio, his name's Rick who worked for uh, rock one Oh six up here in Peoria for a number of years. And, and all of them, went to all these shows and in this i'm going to read his facebook post from yesterday because it's awesome he goes met and interviewed eddie van halen in november of 1988 the same year as the monsters of rock tour the van halen headlined with the scorpions while standing backstage at the civic center waiting to go on air edward came over drinking a small vial of bee pollen and he put it's a thing he nods to me in a what's up radio guy kind of way and i'm quaking in my shoes because it's eddie F. van halen As we wait for the song on air to end, he pulls my Walkman headphone earpiece away from my head to his ear so he can hear what song we're playing, and he clearly looks annoyed because it was Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Little did I know that Axl Rose had called the Monsters Tour the hamsters of rock. He put the headphone back on my ear and said, fucking squirt guns and daisies, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and fucking squirt guns and daisies, man. And now that's I hilarious. have to interview a pissed off Eddie Van Halen. The silver lining was that Alex Van Halen came by and saw what happened. He stood behind Eddie and looked at me smiling and mouthed, Don't worry about him. He's fine. He said, I don't remember anything else about that interview, except that I was in the presence of absolute greatness. And that's better than any picture. But I thought that was funny. Fucking squirt guns and daisies, man. So he clearly okay. didn't like Axel Rose was calling out his tour so i thought that was awesome
1: that is a great way to go into quote unquote side b uh
0: right here and then we'll get into the music on the other side of this all right let's take a break and we'll be back in just a second Welcome back to side B of Sean and Dee's good tape. This week we're looking back on the career of and I mean the life and career of Eddie Van Halen, but mostly the career because I think we can both agree Dee that we don't really know that much about his uh his personal life and nor is it our place to talk about somebody's personal life, but but the music will uh be something that will resonate with us for a long time to come.
1: For the rest of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and this is not about the man. I mean it is but it's more about his the artist like the the and the impact he had on us and everybody apparently you know 7000 <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so, yeah.
0: so, percent. So so one yeah. thing that we talked about earlier in the show that I was happy about was um Sammy Hagar releasing a statement to Howard Stern. Howard Stern wanted to have him on the show the day after Eddie died and Sammy said no I'm not I'm not doing that but I will release a statement because the one of the first things that popped into my head was you know as I said earlier how did these relationships End you know, did it end back in 2004 and they never talked again after the uh, after the reunion tour back then and apparently they did reconnect earlier this year according to, uh, according to a note that Sammy sent to Howard Stern and that they, they'd they been texting a lot over the course of the, the this year and that they were getting along really well again and they were friends again, which is ultimately the end goal. You know, Sammy had said a few years ago, I really want to patch things up with people like Eddie and Alex because why go to the grave and harbor resentment for something and, and and I agree with that. There's there's just no reason to uh have stuff like that hanging over your head as you get into your into your older years. So I was happy to hear that. But Sammy had already planned on a birthday bash that was a little different because you know, every year for his birthday, he plays a free show down in Cabo at his uh, at his restaurant and bar. And this year they decided to set up a stage on the beach in California because they can't go to Cabo due to COVID, and they and boaters could, you know, put their boats out in the ocean and watch the concert or you can buy it on pay-per-view up in in a week for like 25 bucks. Probably going to do that. Um but, uh, bring that up. Yeah, I saw an yeah. email about it this morning. I might have already pre-ordered it. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyway, will you count that as 18. Um no, probably not. Though no, okay. eight, 18 will have to happen at some point though. Um But, uh, but, uh, I think it, I think it, I mean, after Eddie dying, that makes it even that much more intriguing to want to watch this, uh, watch this show. But, uh, you know, he's getting a little bit of flack because they were taping it. I think they taped it on the eighth, which what's today, the tenth? So they taped it two days ago. And they were doing a rehearsal for it and put out a video. People are actually giving Sammy a little bit of flack for how could you use how could you use Eddie Van Halen's death to like capitalize? I'm like, he had this planned out ahead of time. That that argument doesn't make any sense. I mean they even tried to delay it a couple of weeks because of Eddie dying. Cause they just don't feel like playing music, which I can understand, but I don't understand the knock on Sammy for that, that I'm seeing on, on some sites that, Oh, I've had this plan for months and Eddie Van Halen dies. And now I'm getting criticized for it. It's so ridiculous.
1: This goes to the whole reason, you know, like just social media, uh, uh by the way, it's Sean and these good tape on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> dot com. Uh, but, uh, but it's just the scourge of society. It's like, it's so fucking horrible that we give people <laughs> a platform to give their opinions right. on bullshit, and nobody gives a fuck about your right. opinion at all. Right. Sammy so, Hagar is a great artist. Eddie Van Halen is a great artist. Nobody's capitalizing on bullshit. This timing sucks. Yeah. 2020 welcome to the real world <laughs> well
0: and if you and if you listen to this uh, audio clip that i'm going to play here sammy and michael anthony put a uh put a quick video out on social media right after one of the rehearsals and I'll, I'll play this now
2: we just walked off stage from catalina concert on the beach something we've been planning for months birthday bash for sam couldn't do it in Cabo this year because of covid so i'm doing it here for everyone it was great after not seeing these guys in playing together for eight awesome. months, Who seven, knows? eight months. Yeah. But the craziest part of the whole thing was is that here we are, the circle where we play Montrose, Chickenfoot, early Sammy. We play Van Halen. We play Led Zeppelin, right? And after the unfortunate thing that happened with Eddie Van Halen yesterday, which was for Mike and I was just like getting hit by a freaking Mack truck. Ooh, kind of took the wind out of the sails for this sale. It, you know. ma- it makes it, I mean, for being such a occasion that we wanted to promote here, it made it very bittersweet. I just want to say that I'm just, I'm kind of devastated uh, for the, we get, think that we get to do it again tomorrow. I tell you, a Van Halen's song never felt so hard to sing and play in my life. It was hard. It was. It's very surreal right now, and it hasn't sunk in Ooh. yet. But... Well, what I felt playing especially a song like right now that's so timeless that I felt, wow, thank God for this. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll never play with Eddie again, but thank God for this. We have, we have the music, the music will live forever. And if nothing else, I'll sing it as long as I live. We love you, Eddie.
0: Yeah, that's pretty powerful.
1: I think that's a great title for the show is we have the music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, it will, it will live forever, and um, you can tell those guys are hurting. You know, and it probably even hurts a little worse because you just reconnected with somebody that was at one point, one of your best friends, you just reconnected and now they're gone when you had so much catching up, you probably wanted to do, but you know, that has to even be that much harder in in a way. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's that peace of mind that we reconnected and we left things on good terms, but then man, we there's 15 years that we just lost, you know, from, you know, bickering and stuff like that. So that's gotta be kind of tough for those guys.
1: And and again, we have the music. I, I mean, that statement right there, uh you know and I'm sure it, for them that goes back to we have the music we have the memories, the tours, the making the albums and everything in which we're getting ready to discuss but uh, uh yeah wow
0: does yeah. that by the way I, does that check our does that check our box for having Sammy Hagar on our show
1: Yeah goddamn right it is. <laughs> Hashtag on <Sean> me Sammy <laughs>
0: um let's get into it let's go let's go hey, just to, I'll, oh, oh yes really yes, quick really sir. quick
1: this this is for Richie. Uh, do you think Eddie Van Halen would have made Tequila a better song?
0: Do I think? Yeah, I mean, probably. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. I would mean, that being said, I mean, he made. Uh, I mean, on a serious note, and I realize you were joking, but uh, on a serious note, when you hear him play songs from the Sammy catalog. You know, like I can't drive fifty five, and and um, uh, I'm trying to think one way to rock and heavy metal and stuff like that. They sound better with Eddie on guitar, yeah, because they should. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Anyway, um, go. Let's start at the beginning. 1978 was the debut album Van Halen. It, Van Halen One is what a lot of people call it now, even though it's just self titled. And you know, you look at this playlist, D it's um it's kind of a greatest hits playlist i mean there's no song on here that i don't know which i can't say that about all the albums but but this one running with the devil eruption i mean let me play a minute of eruption because that's right there Yeah. i'll just let it play in the background yeah i mean so this if you any of your favorite guitarists
1: this is the song they talk about when they talk about Eddie Van Halen because people can't one...
0: because people can't replicate it. <laughs> no. I mean, they tried.
1: Mike, Mike McCready uh, uh, was on a, on a show this week and he talked about that Pearl Jam person. and he's like, I, "I still don't know what the fuck he did on Eruption." And I tried, you know, I. Fuck around with it. I play it, but nobody knows what he's doing on there, and it's amazing.
0: And he plays it. I mean, every time they're in concert, during his guitar solo, he plays eruption. So it's not like he only did it once and couldn't replicate it. No, <laughs> no, it's it's pretty incredible. But you get you get past that, and they have a cover of "You Really Got Me" now, or "You Really Got Me" by the Kinks, and then "Ain't Talking About Love." In my opinion, is is probably their best best Roth era song. I like that song a lot. Um, I'm the. Do you know I'm the one? I don't know that here let me play a minute of it this i don't know that song. one i don't know but listen to that guitar right there yeah. this is a good song
1: dlr oh that just made me think dlr wasn't dlr band a thing yeah and uh, they, didn't they come through Screamfields at
0: one point? If they did, I didn't see it. I missed well, no, that or, one.
1: I, we were probably too young to see it.
0: it, was, it, was, it was oh, I do know. This. Yeah, I was going to say this is a good song. Um, Jamie's Crying. Jamie's Crying. Yeah, that, everybody knows that song. Atomic Punk actually is one that I'm not as familiar with. I'm sure I know it, but... Oh, yeah, I know this song. But once again, <laughs> listen to that weird riff at the beginning, though. Yeah, and this is their
1: first fucking album.
0: Feel your love tonight, Little Dreamer, and Ice Cream Man and On Fire. They're all I mean this is literally a greatest hits album on their first album.
1: And and we glossed over Running with the Devil. Yeah. Like that that goddamn song is mm-hmm. Van Halen in
0: a nutshell. So not to because we want to go through so much, we'll we'll skip to Van Halen too now. And Van Halen too actually has one of my uh, one of my favorite Van Halen songs also on it, which is "Dance the Night Away," which is the second song say,
1: there. I'm, I'm pretty sure every album we're going to hit, you're going to say it's one of your favorite Van Halen songs. <laughs> Dance the "Night it. Away." Uh,
0: That's a totally we, different sounding song than any than anything off that first I, record.
1: Absolutely, and it's uh, this song and one that will come up with uh, the Sammy are uh, are two of our friend Tom's favorite songs of all time.
0: "Dance the Night Away" was. Yeah. I didn't and, realize and that.
1: There, yeah, there's, uh, you know, it, it would fluctuate, but it, any time it would come on, he would just talk about it all the time.
2: Uh,
1: so, uh, going back to talking about another podcast, uh, this week, uh, Tony Kornheiser showed the PPI co-host with Michael Wilbon. He's one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. and he has Chuck Todd from MSNBC come on every week. Oh, that's an TV. interesting combo. Well, he picks, <laughs> and he doesn't talk about politics. What he does is he comes on and he picks football games to gamble on. And, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's fucking hilarious. Wow, that's that, weird. Uh, yeah. Meet the press does this, but anyhow, at the end of it, uh, uh, Tony gave him, uh, uh, uh Mr. Tony gave him a chance to say something about Van Halen because, because apparently he's a huge Van Halen fan. And he said, uh, the coolest thing in the world was Van Halen 2 was the first record that I own that my dad wanted to borrow.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's a great yeah. story.
1: Oh yeah, no, I thought that was so fucking cool. And to be Chuck Todd, MSNBC, Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. Yeah. Or Sleepy Eye, Chuck Todd is, is our uh, esteemed president, him, uh, <laughs> uh, But yeah, Dance the Night Away, holy shit, that's yeah, so
0: good. It's a great song. I don't think there's as many well-known songs on this album. When I look through it, somebody get me a doctor, I know, because I've seen them play it in concert. Um, but like bottoms up out of love again, I don't, I'm not really familiar with those songs, but light up the sky I've heard. Um,
1: and, and I'm, 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 assuming the, the guitar on all of these songs are amazing, but dance in the night away,
0: mm-hmm. it's just oh, a totally shit. different, a totally different feel. So, yeah. so, yeah. um, moving, moving on to, um, I'm just going up the list here on Apple music yep. going, going to, um. Women and children, women and children first, and the cradle, and the cradle will rock is obviously a really well-known song. Everybody wants some, very, very well-known. Um, lots of lots of good songs on there. To Romeo, delight, uh, take your whiskey home. Obviously, very good and in a simple rhyme. The other ones I'm not as familiar with, but but once again, another really good uh, Roth album. Take your whiskey home. I think people would recognize it if they heard it, but you don't just recognize the title of it.
1: Oh fuck it. Listen.
2: Well my baby, she don't want me around. She said she's tired.
0: Ralph did fit with his guitar really down. well though. Oh, she wants a good absolutely.
1: the best, but I like that bottle
0: yeah that's a good tune so now the next album fair warning let's go to it from 1981 most van halen fans that are really really Roth fans, you know, and and even some that are fans of both eras say Fair Warning's their best album, which is kind of hard to believe that people would say that over Van Halen One, because we just talked about how it was kind of a greatest tits album. But this has, and I played the intro to this at the beginning of the show, it's got Mean Street on it, which I know you said you weren't really familiar with. Listen to that song. and I can't play it all right now, but listen to that well, song. I, it's a really awesome song.
1: I'm looking at the track list. I don't, none of these songs, I, oh, Unchained. I think I know Unchained. But yeah, none you, of these songs stand out to unchange. me at all, and you know, you I I know. You. Yeah, yeah, that was the song I thought it was. Yeah.
0: But I, most people, most people would say that are that are Roth era fans that this is their best album. Well,
1: sure. It's like Weezer and Pinkerton, or, 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 you know, or bands like that, you know, the, or Radiohead and Kid A. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to one of <laughs> your favorite bands,
0: right? <laughs> I don't hate Radiohead. That's not. <laughs> I just didn't like that song. I can. I don't remember what the song was. <laughs> something about plastic. Something. It's fake plastic trees. It's like, yeah, it's a
1: great fucking song.
0: So going to Diver Down, Diver Down was one that I've seen a lot of stuff about how this is, this is an album that started maybe dividing up the band a little bit because Roth wanted to do a whole bunch of covers on it. And Eddie didn't like doing all the cover songs that are on there though. I mean, dancing in the streets and, um, uh,
1: Pretty Woman, uh, Pretty
0: Woman are the two that that stick out, but I guess there's a couple of others that must be covers that are on here because I think I saw that there were four covers, and I just don't know what the other two are. Where but, um, have all the
1: good times gone? That was that was a staple on YMG.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. I think that's their song though. That's an original. Oh right, right, right. Pretty right. sure. Uh, the interesting no Pretty Woman. The interesting thing about this album is the song number ten on the track list, Big Bad Bill, is Sweet William now this song is a a roth driven song but eddie really liked it because eddie's dad played on it with them oh which is kind of which is kind of interesting and and i was
1: reading that you know uh going back to that mark marin interview uh with david lee Roth where he was talking about uh, uh, his This does not sound like van halen i'm sorry
0: this this does not sound like van halen though this sounds like a david lee roth song well that's hilarious <laughs> eat him its smile. Yeah. And then finally, the last uh, Roth era album for, for this at least point, there is another one in the future, but it is, of course, 1984, which was their biggest album with David Lee Roth in terms of commercial success. And it had uh, the songs that will stick out on here, are Jump, Panama, Hot for Teacher, and I'll Wait, which, you know, if you got four great songs off of an album, you feel like you got your money's worth out of it. And there's a, there's some other good songs on, on this album, but those are the four that really stick out. Jump's probably their most well-known song, wouldn't you think? Oh,
1: absolutely, that and Panama, I think, might be the two biggest Van Halen songs of all time. Yeah. Uh, uh... What's great about this, this intro is how 80s it sounds, and how 80s it seems now, but how fucking revolutionary it must have sounded. In 1984.
0: Well, it was also a dividing point for the band at that point, though, because Roth did not like the keyboards. You know, it just wasn't his thing. And Eddie wanted to change his music, which led to the Sammy Hagar era, um, because, you know, That's what that's just the direction that Eddie wanted to go at that point. And, you know, the interesting thing about 5150 and the tour that was uh, subsequently on there. And if you've never checked it out, go to YouTube and type in live without a net and watch that tour. It's it's a really good show. And it was um, made in New Haven, Connecticut really, really good show that kind of showcases how good musically they were together. But you know what people don't remember, D is that on that tour, Eddie wanted to play the keyboards so much that Sammy played lead guitar on several songs in concert so Eddie could play the keyboards.
1: And we talked about this. uh, We've talked about this on the show before, like how impressive Sammy is as a a guitarist. Uh, You know, uh, through you, I have seen Sammy Hagar probably six times, seven times. Yeah, something like that probably, um, right?
0: Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but
1: Yeah. And uh but uh you'll you'll have to figure that out. You know, before our next show, you'll know, yeah. figure out how many times I've actually which shows that I actually went with you to go see out of the 17 that you've seen.
0: I can I can think of four off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, but I know there's more than that.
0: Is there? Okay. I'll think about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh uh. Yeah, no. And and this is again what we talked about like this is the maturing of van halen you know the way where he wanted to go Mm -hmm. with it
0: and and this um the biggest single off of this album was why can't this be love which was a a total change in direction for van halen at the time
1: and it's a beautiful song The, the other song on here for tommy
0: summer nights the summer nights yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i, sh- I should have known that when you yeah. said that I-, I love that song though summer nights is a great a great song but this is also this is widely considered to be the best van hagar album 5150 is and and Why, once and again we
1: love greens summer nights best of both worlds love walks in holy shit. and yeah. then
0: and then the and then the song uh the song 5150 which i played in the intro because the guitar in 5150 is just so brilliant um I really like that song a lot. Good enough and get up are both decent songs too. The only one that's kind of a little weird is number nine, which is called inside. It's a, it's more of a goofy song that they, that they played together, but still, still um, good. So going to OU eight one two. Wait, wait OU, and,
1: and that's a hell of a way to kick off the Sammy Hagar fan.
0: Oh yeah. Well, this it, album. It totally different sound for a lot of it, but still had a lot of energy and a lot of fun. I mean, it was their first album that went number one. Which is really interesting, considering how many more albums overall the Roth era has sold. For that to be their first number one album,
1: I had no idea. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Jump was actually their only number one single, too. By the way, yeah. I didn't I didn't mention that. Right now, never hit number one. It did not. Oh, interesting. I don't know where it ended, but it did not hit number one. So, ou eight one two also pretty good, but not as many hits as uh 5150 but mine all mine was uh was i don't know if that was ever released as a single but it got played a lot when it's love was obviously a a a big song for them the song uh, finish what you started finish what finish what you started it was a huge song for them especially with the video that played on mtv you remember they they i don't know they were dressed a little different in that video they got kind of that was when they kind of got rid of the uh, hairband look a little bit you know what I, you know what I mean? They, they looked a little bit more, I don't want to say grungy cause they didn't look grungy, but they didn't look no, like, they, natural. Yeah. I guess maybe that's yeah. a good, a good point yeah. for it. Uh, so- and
1: that's funny that you bring up the way they were dressed because uh, I do recall we were watching a concert one time uh, <laughs> on the satellite at, at your home. Yeah. Uh, when we were in high school and uh, and your mother made a comment that why are they dressed that way? <laughs>
0: Well, it was. It wasn't even the hairband. It was just they were dressed in t-shirts and shorts. And she, I and think, she Sammy uh, had a
1: cut-off t-shirt and jeans. or Yeah, some and shit she like and that she that. felt
0: she felt that um, they should be dressed nicer. I said, "What do you want them to be wearing? Suits, you know?" And and I think she and did. She said yes. Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of weird. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. uh Let's see. So, oh, of course, when it's love, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about that song already. For the. Uh,
0: this song "Cabo Wabo" is actually a really well-written song, and uh, it ended up causing contention in the band, if you recall, because they all bought the Cabo Wabo down in um, down in uh, Mexico together, and it wasn't doing very well business wise. So they all, the other three all sold it to Sammy and then Sammy Reed did it and it took off. And then the rest of them were pissed off that he was making so much money off of it that they didn't make now that they didn't all have enough money to go around. But you know, yeah, I think it was more the pride thing than it was anything.
1: See, this is, that that's part of this where, you know, if this ever becomes super successful where you know, Richie takes over for me, mm-hmm. which is his ultimate yeah. goal. And Homer and I start doing our own podcast uh, you know, talking about Van Halen and, and how much I dislike Journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that that'll be our cabo
0: Wabo. That'll be your cabo Wabo. That's funny. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Other songs on here that I think people would know is Feel So Good. That was a that was a radio hit. Um and then you already mentioned uh Finish What You Started. Black and Blue was kind of a borderline. You hear it, you heard it on the radio once in a while, but it wasn't uh wasn't necessarily a huge radio hit. So um uh then their next album I, it was it was pretty darn popular, and, and that's for unlawful carnal knowledge.
1: Pretty darn popular, a mm-hmm. song that has to, <laughs> fuck. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you said pretty darn popular. Pretty darn
0: popular. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I already used my uh, my um, cussing quota for the week when I was giving that quote from Eddie Van Halen earlier. Well, I think
1: mom will let that or right. D's mom will let that slide.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can right. just call her mom. She's just your mom.
1: So hey, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's okay. This one's got a lot of a uh, lot of hits off of it too. Pound cake, um, run around. Run around. I forgot yeah. how
1: fucking good that song is.
0: It is a good song. Yeah, good guitar in it too. Different. I mean, it's a different, a little bit different of a sound than what you heard earlier. And then right now, on top of the world, or towards the end of the album, but right now is maybe their biggest song with Sammy, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we had it on our show earlier, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and how relevant. It's ridiculous how relevant this song is now in 2020.
0: Absolutely, and then yeah. the other song that I always really liked on here was "The Dream Is Over." Do you remember that song? I do. I yeah, do. I really I... like that song. I, and it's ne- it was never a really popular one. I've never heard it in concert or anything like that. But I just I just always really I always I'll play a little bit of it. I always really liked this song for some reason. I think this album sounds a little bit different than a lot of the other ones. Well, and, and
1: you can tell in 1991, this, we've, we've talked about that year is what changed music. That
2: was
1: uh, Bad Motor Finger, uh, 10, Nevermind, all of that came out. Usually, uh, Illusion, Metallica, Black album. Uh, you know, they were they were rolling with the punches. They mm-hmm. were changing it. But right now, God damn.
0: Yeah. So We're going to have to
1: bring up Tom Cake or Run Around at some point.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then they actually released in 1993 the Right Here, Right Now live album. Which wasn't as live as you think it is because they wanted to make sure it sounded perfect, so they actually re-recorded a lot of it in studio and just made it sound like it was live. Which Are is kind serious? of Oh yeah. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. No idea. Yeah, which is which is kind of interesting that they uh that they did that. But they went on tour again for that. And then they put together the balance album. And the balance album is is ironically named because once again, just like 1984 was the album that ended the Roth era, this was the album that ended the Hagar era. They just weren't seeing eye to eye. Their longtime manager, Ed Leffler, had passed away, who I think was you know, more of the glue to hold everybody on the same page than uh, what they could after that. They ended up hiring Alex Van Halen's brother-in-law to be their manager. His name was Ray Daniels, and Sammy hated him. And it just, it just caused a rift in the band, and it just never really fully healed after that, and they broke up after, after the Balance album.
1: And looking at this uh, this track list for this album, like most of the uh, there's a lot of the songs that we know off of this album we've already discussed. Like, mm-hmm. like you can tell this is when you really got into, you know, Van mm-hmm. Hagar. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me what love can do. I picked first. but mm-hmm. but uh, I would have I would have
0: I would have picked it though because it's the best s- song off of the album.
1: It is probably my favorite Van Halen song,
0: mm-hmm.
1: honestly. Uh, But the seventh seal we talked about, uh, right?
0: We haven't talked about it yet. I might have yeah, mentioned yeah, it in yeah. passing, but, but we will. Cause I like that song a lot. Or oh,
1: take me back deja vu.
0: Yeah. We did talk about uh, that song. Um, can't stop loving you. We, we, you and I always liked that song. It was in the yeah. Sean and D hall of fame that we used to, used to call it. Um, but the part about that song that I still really yeah. like, I mean, it's a good song, but the part that I really still like is the, is the ode to, uh, Ray Charles at the end where he says, Hey yeah, Ray, hey, what Ray. you said is true. I can't it stop loving that, you. It was
1: playlist I was listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Sean and D's hall of fame. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. I forgot all about that. Amsterdam and Big Fat Money are kind of throwaway songs. They're not they're not that great. The song Not Enough is one that I always really liked, and it's the way that it's written. You I think you liked it too, if I remember right, didn't you? You you always liked that song, right?
1: I don't recall it, uh, honestly, off the top of my head. So maybe we, we should pull that up. Uh, and we can talk about it more on a future yeah. episode.
0: You've heard I you I know you know the song because you know. We it. listen
1: to this yeah. album
0: constantly. Yeah when it came up aftershock i always i always enjoyed that song then doing time and number 10 which i don't even know how to pronounce are both instrumentals on this album and then um take me back deja vu we did talk about on an earlier uh episode of the of the good tape and then um the song feeling is a very dark you know this song now
1: i do yeah, yeah i yeah. knew you'd
0: know it yeah
1: yeah that sounds like garth brooks it almost.
0: it kind of it sounds like one night a day yeah, it's they're yeah. very similar to each other. Yeah, which is a, a kind of a hidden Garth Brooks track that people don't know about as much. But you and I really liked that song too, so it's got that same sort and, and it, of vibe. It will
1: absolutely come up on a future episode once we get back to our normal playlist that yeah. shows.
0: So next in the in the echelon of Van Halen, and then we're probably pretty much done at that point. Came the best of album that came out in the fall of 1996 and it was actually after the band had broken up with Sammy Hagar and um, they put together two new songs with David Lee Roth, Me Wise Magic and uh, Can't Get This Stuff No More. <laughs> I and, uh, about
1: that fucking yeah, Me, magic. Yeah. that was the one that was on the radio right
0: it was yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah and it also it also had the release of humans being on a van halen album which was on the twister soundtrack which is a song that you and i very much differ on our opinions of because <laughs> yeah. i absolutely love well, that song and you hate it so oh so, I, hated uh, it.
1: Yeah. I hated it i hated i haven't listened to it in 25, 25 years yeah uh, and, and i'm sure it'll come up on a future episode i before.
0: i think you i think you'd like it more now than you did then and it's but, possible. Yeah. It's
1: possible. I had such a distaste for the cheesiness at the time because, you know, I was into tool and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and all this shit. And uh,
0: did you say you were a tool? Is that what you said?
1: I said I was into tool. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I probably was a tool. In the <laughs> I'm just kidding. And a creep. Here,
0: let me, let me Yeah. in a weirdo. Yeah. And a yeah. fake plastic tree. What? <laughs> <Bless> you, <laughs> exactly. Here, let me play it for you for a second and just i i just would like to uh see if you're no 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 series. it got
1: brought up it got brought up uh uh you know this week in a lot of the things that i was reading and i was like i'm gonna have to listen to that song again i know it i haven't done it yet because i figured you would bring it up on the show and uh and we'll do that uh, but uh you may save it that's what makes us humans being yeah no it's so fucking stupid
0: <laughs> it's actually <laughs> no, a good song
1: but, well, and maybe I'll change my mind once yeah. I listen to it again. Yeah. I mean, Mas Tequila, you can't get much worse than that, or I can't drive
0: fifty-five. Uh, that was his yeah. biggest hit. I, it's it's such a shitty song. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a great song. I mean, but it's it's I I it's think I, I think it's meant for what it's meant for though, and and sure. you're you're trying to take it deeper than what what either of those songs are of meant course, for. Mastaquila Mostaquila was meant to sell. Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it was meant to sell more tequila. <laughs> yeah, and it was meant to be a fun song in concert, not necessarily something you're going to sit and analyze or something like and, that. And
1: maybe that's the, the anti-St. Louis part of me coming out too. Is the you know that's the the fucking crowd that they're trying. <laughs> yeah,
0: Costa <to start. laughs> tequila. So, um, but anyway, after after that, in the echelon of Van Halen, it was it was the Gary Sharon era, and then it was the reunion with Sammy, reunion with Dave. They ended up putting another album out called "A Different Kind of Truth," which didn't really have any hits. The Van Halen fans liked it, but it wasn't necessarily something that got a lot of. What was the singer play. on that album? Was that it was David Roth? Lever? It was Roth. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I don't know that I've ever listened to that album at all.
0: It's okay. I mean, it's not bad if you want to hear some good guitar riffs and you know, it, it's, it's not a bad album. Um, I wouldn't say that it's something that I've listened to in the last 10 years, probably. Well, I mean, it had to be 10 years, but cause it came out in 2012, but I probably haven't listened to it in five years. Let's put it that way. But, um, sure. you know, so it's just not something you're going to want to hear all the time, but neither is a lot of music that you hear that's okay. You know, that's just decent on the ears, but it's just not anything that impacts your life greatly. But, but then they went on tour and stuff. And then that wrapped up in 2015 they put out a live album with Roth which was not very good and um, then they ended in 2015 and then apparently you know as we talked about earlier cancer got worse for Eddie Van Halen and he passed away this past week so you know a, a sad ending to a to a life well lived I would say when it comes to being a musical genius
1: well if, if your goal in life is to be remembered after you're gone that man certainly you know Did a hell of a job.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, the interesting thing, their manager, Irving Azoff, two things that he said this week after Eddie passed away. One, that in 2019, there was supposed to be a reunion tour with Michael Anthony playing bass again instead of Wolfgang that was likely going to feature Roth and Hagar on vocals, which would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been awesome, though. I mean, that would have been. That's like how freezes over right there. Yeah, exactly. That, that was a bummer to hear that that didn't happen. And it was because Eddie's health declined. Um, but they were looking at trying to do that. And then the other thing is, and, and I saw a documentary on YouTube the other night that was from MTV back in 1998, where uh, Eddie was giving Kurt Loder a tour of his studio. And there's just this massive wall of tapes of unused music. And this was 1998, so you're talking 22 years ago. Apparently, Irving Azoff, their manager, said that Alex and Wolfgang Eddie's son planned to go to 5150 and look through all of those tapes and see if there's any songs that are usable. If there's any music, like guitar music, that's usable that they could turn into an album. So I don't Free think high. we've I don't think we've heard the last Van Halen album. Let's put it that way. I think eventually, and it would be really sweet if they could get. Hagar and Roth to work together or work separately and put an album together of those two singing new Van Halen songs. That would be really sweet.
1: Yeah. Kind of a free as a bird moment. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. And I could also see him doing some sort of an Eddie Van Halen tribute show. Oh, of you course. Know, with you know, where both they, of them
1: and all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, cause you could probably Whoa. have, you could get either Wolfgang if he's, if he can play those songs, which I imagine he probably can do justice on them. Cause he's a guitar player and he learned from his dad. He could either play guitar or you could have somebody like a Joe Satriani, you know, or somebody like that. You, you in, would
1: bring so. in a ringer. Absolutely. Yeah. For that with, yeah. with Wolfgang, just like the, uh, the, while wow, my guitar gently weeps thing yeah. uh, with Donnie. Uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like mm-hmm. you know, just bring in a ringer to like Prince, <laughs> you know, to fucking slay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So I don't know, a couple of things though, but uh, but obviously sad, but um, but it's also I will say it has been kind of cool to see to see hear all these songs again on the radio and see that that they're still as relevant. You just don't realize that people still oh. think about them as much as they do until. And, and like it's sad that
1: it, it takes a death to make it happen, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah. Uh,
1: but at the same time, you know again like i said you know, if if your goal is to be remembered after you're gone he fucking killed it
0: yeah absolutely so next week um we appreciate you uh sticking with us through uh, through a show that was not originally scheduled but let's talk about next week and what we're what we're going to do we're going to get back to you picking the the songs on the playlist that you sent me the other day and um, any artists you want to talk about ahead of that
1: uh no we're i'm going to bring in you know Modest Mouse is coming back I got a drive-by trucker song on there. Uh, White Buffalo, which I, mm-hmm. I told you is the band I want you to you know, learn. There's a, a Pearl Jam song on there. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I think you'll like all of the songs. And I think after listening to the playlist a few times, I think I know what your opinion on some of them would be. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to, to do that. But you know, given what happened this week, this show seemed the most appropriate thing to do
0: yeah i had more than one person reach out and go are you guys going to do a podcast on eddie van halen i'm like hell yeah, yeah. we are <laughs> not- yeah. as soon as it happened <laughs> as soon as it happened
1: i think both of me and you thought that okay yeah we have to change gears this week, yeah so.
0: absolutely so we'll we'll do this again next week with uh with these playlists and until then have a great week and we'll talk to you then